Welcome to another episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. I am your host, Shia Thousand. You could be anywhere else and listening to anything else. So I do understand that your time is valuable and really appreciate you spending it with me today. So on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the four types of mindset. As you know, the theme this season is Mindset Matters. We've dug into a little bit of our different areas of our life and why your mindset matters as it relates to those areas. So we did an episode with Dr. Ray digging into the self-care mindset. And last week, I talked about the rest mindset. Today, we're digging into the four types of mindsets and how they show up in our lives and what we can do to shift our mindsets. So grab a pen and paper and a cup of tea and meet me in a lab. This is going to be a really good episode. See you in there. Hey, are you looking to jumpstart your self-care routine and don't know where to start? This message is for you. Did you know that I, Shia Thousand, am the author of Holding Space for Self, 25 plus tips for creating a weekly self-care routine. That's right. And this book is a great way to jumpstart your self-care routine and not get caught up in where do I start? How do I do it? I give you the tools and resources in this book to know exactly where to start and begin a process of getting back on track, supporting and managing your stress and anxiety, and not feeling overwhelmed while doing so. So hit the link in the bio to learn more and grab your copy of Holding Space for Self today. Enjoy your wellness journey. Hey guys, thanks for joining me in the lab today. So this episode, I'm talking about how to change your mindset and four different types of mindsets you can have. And really it's like six different types of mindsets, but it's how they align with each other. So when it comes to our mindset, and if you know and follow my work, you know everything I do is based in value alignment. Our mindsets actually, I believe to be based on our values. And I found this great um, research from Central Washington University. And I really like it because it breaks down how to change your mindset. And it also breaks down the different types of mindsets and how they compare to each other. When it comes to your mindset, your mindset is how your beliefs influence your behaviors, relationships, and your, I'm going to say, responses versus reactions. And... When it comes to your mindset, this can only be changed through when knowing your values. And if you've listened to this podcast for any small or long amount of time, you know my work is based on value alignment. And I believe that we all have the power to change our mindsets and our lives through knowing what we value. If you stand for nothing, you will fall for everything, is the famous quote. And I think it's really important to know what you stand for And you know that by knowing what you value. We were all brought up with different values and morals in our lives. And it's really important to now, as an adult, see if those really still align with you as a person. Because that might have been your code of conduct in your house. But that may not be something you want to take into your house and raise your children by. So what do you value and how does it align with how you live your life? So your decisions, your relationships. And making sure that 
Your actions are aligning with your values is very important. So how this sheet breaks it down is promotion versus prevention, outward versus inward, open versus closed, and the growth versus fixed mindsets are how it's broken down. So I'm going to go through each one of these. And at the end, I want you to think about how this aligns with your life and what it is that you are spending your time and energy doing and really how can you begin to shift your mindset so that you can live a life that aligns with you and your definition of success and the person that you see yourself being in the future. Because right now you are actually living in the choices and decisions that you've made in the past. So how do you make better choices and decisions today to create the future that you want to live? Some call it designing a life. I call it creating a life that you do not need an escape from. So often we're like, I need a vacation. I need to get out of here. And so many people are running from their lives. The thing is, you can't run from you. You are always attached to you. So how do you now in turn switch this around so that you are not running from you? You are not running to a vacation. If anything, a vacation should only enhance your life and make it that much better because you live such a good life. But you can only do that through growing your mindset, shifting your mindset from negative to positive and understanding the balancing of priorities and really being mindful of how our attitudes and how our mindsets um, relate to every aspect of our lives. So I'm going to jump into this sheet here. And so it goes through promotion versus prevention first. So practicing a promotion mindset helps you focus on your values and priorities when you're pursuing your goals. And I really like that way that it breaks this down is because most of the time you'll hear people say, my work life is really great, but my personal life is a hot mess. Well, it's really about attributing similar attitudes that you bring to the workplace into your personal life and behaviors, right? So if you're someone who has a plan in mind and you're like, I want a promotion and I know I need to do this to get this promotion and I'm going to start doing that. How do you attribute those same ideals to your life, like on a regular daily basis in your personal life and not just your professional life? So many of us are so focused on this hustle culture and getting promoted in this corporate ladder, but no one tells us it's literally a game of shoots and ladders. There is no linear way to get to success. Most successful people you speak to will tell you they went a couple of different roads before they got to where they are, but it all contributed to and helped them get to that next place because they were able to learn aspects of different parts of their new current job, the successful version of them, that they would not have learned had they not gone those other routes. And so don't dismiss small beginnings. When it comes to your journey, small beginnings are really the nooks and crannies of really getting to that next place. But so many of us dismiss small beginnings because we really don't understand the value and it's really the journey versus the destination. So it's what you learn along the way on the road to success that really begins to make you successful versus you just getting this promotion. So be mindful of that. Next thing it breaks down is the prevention mindset and how it is useful in situations where you feel unsafe. And if you think about that, when it comes to stress and um, anxiety, a lot of the time we are trying to figure out a way to kind of get out of a situation 
mentally or even sometimes physically. If you are dealing with fight or flight in a moment because you are really stressed and you're in a crazy situation or you feel like you're about to be in a crazy situation, your mind starts to figure out what is the solution to get us out of here. We have to get out of here so that we then feel safe again. And that's really the prevention mindset. And it's not good to stay there. So really be mindful. And this is where, again, values come into it. Be mindful of who you keep around you and how you feel about yourself when you're around these people, how your nervous system feels when you're around these people. Keep a journal on that because that's really important. Next, if you start to feel anxious while working on a goal, remind yourself why you started the goal and why it's important to you. And this is all it all goes back to values. If you start to feel anxious and you go back to your why, your your why is usually attached to your values, what is important to you. And if your why is attached to your values, then when you go back to, this is what I value, so this is why I'm doing this. And your goal, it doesn't always have to um, be something that's short-term. It could be long-term. And because it's the journey, Sometimes you're not always going to feel like being um, the one person all the time or the go-to person. But if you remember why you're doing the thing, it makes those days that much easier. And that's sometimes those are the really hard days. But then when you want to be on and you want to be the go-to person, those days feel that much better too because you're tapped into your why. So next, I'm going to go into outward versus inward. Practicing an outward mindset affects how you interact and work with members of a group you're in. And so for me, I know in my life, I am my job, I would say, is um, I'm a recruiter in my other business that I um, have. And I'm a recruiter in that role. As a recruiter, I'm an individual contributor, and yet I work on a team. But what I do does not necessarily impact the whole team, and no one's waiting on me to do what I do for them to do what they need to do. However, some people work in collaborative environments. And if you work in a collaborative environment, you have to have an outward mindset because this is really about the team. It's not about you. And so often we see this in like basketball where someone wants to be like a ball hog or something like that. And that person's always trying to take the hard shot. They don't want to pass the ball. Well, that person's not really a team player because if they were a team player, they would be more so worried about the team and the dynamic of winning. Winning should be the end goal in that um, situation. It shouldn't be the person getting all the stats and it shouldn't be the person getting the ball each time to try and make shots that they know they can't make. So how do you build relationships and how do you have this perspective that is more outward focused than inward focused so that the team can win? And sometimes if you're in a dynamic like a project manager and you're working on a team, you're trying to make sure that the team keeps flowing and moving and gets things done. So if you have one person that is holding up everything, that can throw the whole dynamic of a team off, which is why an outward mindset is really important because it really does affect uh, your interactions and even your work with the entire group. Next point, if you are having trouble working with your group, remember that you can only control how you respond to the situation and try and think of solutions. So it does say react here, and that's why I emphasize respond, because I think it's really important. Um, I was thinking about this on my walk today and just praying about it and asking God, like, why do we feel that it is our job to control everything and everyone around us? And there's always that one person in a collaborative um, group environment or at school or at work 
that really just is the person that controls everything and feels they have to control everything. And they want to be the one that's telling everybody what to do. They want to be the one that's just doing it all. And I would be completely honest, that used to be me. And I had to take a step back because what was happening is that in me doing that, I was stopping other people from feeling comfortable enough to step up. And that's just my, my thing is to like, let's just get it done. I'm very much just get it done type of person. So I had to learn, hey, just pause a bit, give someone else an opportunity. And there's a lot of unpacking and unlearning when it comes to shifting your mindset. You may have done something your whole life and that does not mean it was right. And it does not mean it was wrong. It's just given the environment, it may not be um, appropriate in that environment to then just full-fledged ahead, full speed ahead with that behavior. So in our unlearning and our unpacking, um, things we grew up doing and really trying to develop better mindset and even shifting our perspective so that we can be more outward versus inward in our engagement with others, that's something to be mindful of. What are your natural tendencies and inclinations and how do they show up in the work that you do? If you have been a single or only child, you may be someone that just takes on stuff because you know it's just you. But if you're in an environment where you have people that support you, it may be better to delegate and offer um, to have people help you versus you taking it all on. Something to be very mindful of. Next point, open versus closed. Practicing an open mindset affects your humility and helps your willingness to learn new information. This is so important, and right now everyone is talking about this whole um, free thinking, free thinking, and I don't know if free thinking is really what it is. I think when we grow up, you're taught a certain way in your home and in school, and as you become an adult, you have the freedom to learn other perspectives, learn other things by reading books, getting access to information. And I really think that's what it is over this free thought process. And it's no longer going along with group thought, which is a lot of what we're taught in school, which is why um, we have all these testing and stuff because they want us to believe and think the same exact way. However, that is not everyone. And so when it comes down to it, when you are someone who is open-minded you have the ability to really learn new information. And I think of it as like your hand being open, right? And I so I said this in a previous episode, I call this loving with an open hand. I'm open to allowing love in and I'm open to receiving love because my hand is open. But if my hand is closed, then I can't be open to anything. I can't receive anything, nor can I give anything because my hand is closed. And this is really what the open versus closed mindset speaks to. When you're learning new information, it has the ability to shift your perspective. And learning a new information does not mean you will always apply it. Everyone always uses that Maya Angelou quote, um, quote that says, when you know better, you do better. We all know that in our own personal lives, we have known better and still not done better. We know people who know better and still don't do better. So it's really about the practical application of what it is we're learning. And that's when our knowing and our actions are aligned as well. So next point, it says, when faced with information that makes you feel defensive, pause and ask yourself, what about this is making me feel this way? And I think this is really important. And I think this relates to everything that we do. We really need to be more conscious and pause and skip a beat and take a second to think about what is going on in this very moment. 
And because a lot of us are not practicing the art of being present, we don't leave time for that. So we become reactive. And us being reactive is not healthy for us or the dynamic of our relationships or the situations that we're being put into. So sometimes people will say, well, they went low, so I went low too. I matched their energy. No, it's not about matching anyone's energy. Be who you are. Do not ever allow someone to take you out of character. And when you feel yourself becoming defensive, be mindful of what is happening in this situation. Does this relate to what is happening right now? Or am I triggered and this is actually about something else previously? Take a mental note. After that situation passes, write it down and really go back and dig into what exactly this is, what's going on right now, because I need to understand this and dig into that for yourself. If you're in therapy, bring it up to your therapist. I used to be a very defensive person, but I was also very angry due to like childhood stuff. And so I would pop off all the time. That's not healthy. It's not healthy for me and it's not healthy for people who want to be around me because then no one wants to be around you if you're constantly popping off. And so what I had to learn is, okay, what is this in relation to? Is this in relation to what is happening right now or is this in relation to something else and how do I really handle this and how do I learn how to respond? I am only in control of how I respond and responses come out of being able to take that pause. Reactions are immediate. When someone does something, you do, do something back. That's like um, a reflex. A reaction is like a reflex. If somebody <laughs> taps you on your shoulder, you, you normally turn your head. Or if somebody hits you, you hit them back real quick. That's usually a reflex. Or when a doctor hits your knee with a little hammer thing and you kick your foot out, that's a reflex. That is a, re a reaction. Your reaction is like a reflex when it doesn't need to be. You can respond. You have better control of the situation and you are better able to self-regulate when you skip a beat, think, and then respond to the situation versus reacting to the situation. So next, we're going to talk about growth and fixed mindset. And I truly believe open and closed and growth and fixed are very similar. So this is just my perspective as it relates to Breaking down, practicing a growth mindset helps you manage difficult situations. You believe that you can improve any situation, even if the only thing you can change is your attitude. And so growing up in my church in New York, my pastor, A.R. Bernard, used to always say attitude determines approach and approach determines success or failure. And he used to say that we communicate in word, gesture, and spirit. And when you communicate in word, gesture, and spirit, you don't realize that your spirit is entering a situation or a room before you do. So if you have an attitude, that is what your spirit is going to give off. And so you wonder why people don't approach you. You wonder why um, you have tough um, relationships all the time because your spirit is constantly conveying that you have an attitude and that you don't want to be in an environment where people may want you to be. And if if that continues long enough, then people won't continue to invite you. They won't want you to be in that environment. So you have to be really careful with that. So what I would encourage is that before walking into any situation, check yourself, check in with yourself. What am I feeling right now? What do I need right now? Do I need a hug? Do I need a cup of water? Do I need something to eat? Get yourself what you need first before walking into that situation because you're operating in a form of a deficit because your attitude is off, your spirit is off, and yet you're bringing that into the environment and that will be felt no matter how much you have a smile on your face, no matter how nice your tone is, that will still be felt. So I encourage you to check in with yourself 
and figure out what you need in this moment before going into these situations. Because as I stated, a growth mindset helps you manage difficult situations. Part of that growth mindset is having the ability to pause and check in with self before moving forward. Next, when faced with a situation that makes you feel like you want to give up, tell yourself, I can do this. I just need to work harder. And when it comes to working harder, that work may not always look like a physical thing. That work may be making connections. That work may be doing self-work. That may be doing some reading. That may be going to therapy. That may look very different for each and every one of us. A lot of the time we think the work is external when a lot of the work that we need to do is internal. So that's how imposter syndrome plays on a lot of people's minds because they don't feel like they've done the work. They don't feel like they're qualified. However, you're in the room because you're qualified. You were hired because you're qualified. So don't allow your imposter syndrome or any form of discouragement to really knock you out of the box for what you know you are capable of. And when you're in the room, sit with your head held high and be confident in your knowing. And if anyone tries to knock you down or those negative thoughts come to mind, it is not always about just the working harder. I belong here. I've done the work. And that's sometimes what we have to really encourage ourselves with too. Everyone's not going to be your cheerleader. Everyone's not going to jump up and down with um, for you all the time. You have to encourage and cheerlead for yourself a lot of the time. So get comfortable in that space and know that you are going to be your biggest cheerleader. You are going to be your biggest supporter. Because sometimes everyone doesn't have the vision for it and they don't always see what you see. So it's not until they begin to see it that they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I see it. I see what you saw now. But it had to become physical for them to see what you saw in the spiritual. So don't get down on yourself. And whenever you feel a little discouraged, you know you belong there. And if you got to do a little bit more work, say, I can do this. I can do hard things. I've done hard things in the past and I've overcome different obstacles that have presented themselves. So this is nothing new and I can definitely do this and kick butt doing it. So hopefully breaking down these different mindsets was helpful and I highly encourage you do a value alignment exercise. See how your thoughts, your words, and your actions align with your values. How do your decisions align with your values? Find out what you value and you really have the capacity to change your entire life. This is not something that I say lightly or flippantly. It is very possible. Change your mind, change your life. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of the WellFit Lab podcast. It is your girl Shia Thousand. Until next time, y'all have a blessed week and be well.